Productions. I'm your host, Sean, across the way, Danny. Fancy background. You got some friends behind you. Yes, I do. I got ice. I figure um, it'd make you, um, remind you of home. <laughs> ice. And not California home, but Ohio. And, you know, outside your front door. Oh, it has been cold. <laughs> Second winter has came. <laughs> yeah, we it's... keep getting uh, summer teases. Hmm. If you get like one day of like ninety, and then it drops back down to like in the set low seventies, and then goes gets slowly creep, creeps back up in the eighties, and then ninety, and then it goes back down again. Nice. Do you just you just have spring and summer? That's it. I mean, we have fall ish. Ish. I mean, the leaves. We have some leaves that, not necessarily like in the sense that the leaves change colors, in the fact that in the sense that they just fall off the branches. It's literally fall, <laughs> like gravity. <laughs> oh, jeez. So rude. So rude. How dare them leave? Yeah, I did. It's not that like was no pun intended on that one. That's perfect, though. Too bad. <laughs> it it happened. It's it's already been brought in. <laughs> oh, yeah, so I came up. Actually, my my wife was talking about what like her exciting plans that what she was going to do while we were recording, hmm. and she's like, "I think I'm going to take a nap," and she's like, "But I'm not sure if I want to or not." And I said, "It's already napping." <laughs> I'm ready for a nap. I'm down. I think I. Re- that's what Sundays are for. I think after this beer, it might be nap time. Especially when it's not football season. <laughs> so, today is the final day for my fantasy hockey league. It should have ended on Friday, but for some reason the league decided to postpone one game. Mm-hmm. The Winnipeg, the, it's like a meaningless game, like the Winnipeg Jets against the Seattle Kraken. Is this like before they go into the playoffs or something? Or is it like the final, final? Like, t- there's only one game today, and for some reason, I don't know why the league postponed their game, like, a month ago, and they're like, okay, so this game we just postponed is going to be played, like, two days after everybody else plays their last game. And it's like, okay, but it doesn't decide anything. Can't you just cancel the game? It's like, they're not going to make it, in- neither team is making it into the playoffs, and I don't think either team is close enough where, like, if one wins, they're going to jump over, like, j- leapfrog the other one in the draft order as far as, like, who has worst the worst draft. It's a friendly bout. Basically, so I guess only the only players that it matters for, if there's any players that are like really close to hitting like performance bonuses, like if, if I score a goal today, I get an extra fifty thousand dollars or something. Hell's yeah! But that's about that seems to be about the only reason to play the game, so, except for because in my finest in my fantasy hockey league, I'm playing for the prestigious position of fifth out of ten. Hmm. I made it to the playoffs and got my got destroyed in the first round, and then it's like, okay, so you can play for fifth place now. But the funny <laughs> thing is, is the person I'm playing against is the same is the is the other person that joined the league like the same week I did. Oh, jeez. So, yes, and they got two people playing today, and I have one, but I also have a. The game's going on right now, actually. I have a. Two hundred and twenty, two point lead. So. It's pretty much in the bag. Fifth how, place. Do you, how do you have a 200-point lead? They they did the last week as two weeks of the season. Mm. And I had players decide that they wanted to, you know, they remembered that they knew how to play hockey this week. <laughs> Finally. Yes, and so she has two players on Winnipeg, and I have one player on Winnipeg, and neither of her players have a point. I have three points. So, but yeah. Look at you go, bud. Look at you go. Yes. 745 and a quarter to 523 and a quarter. I'm pretty sure I have fifth place locked up. I'm going to be like that meme. Have you seen it where the dude's like, um, like biting the metal and like, like pouring the champagne or whatever, like chugging. And then it's like, he's chugging the champagne and then like kissing the girl and then they pan back and he's in like third place. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Nice. That's going to be me, celebrating my fifth place win. (laughs) 
Oh, I made some barbecue sauce last night, dude. Not too some shabby. sauce, huh? Some sauce. Did you, gonna, did you make some barbecue to put the sauce on? Um, I did. Uh, I did like pulled chicken. So did like nice. pulled chicken sandwiches. It's Fancy. Actually... We did that for uh, eat like a uh, Easter and and slash my dad's birthday slash my brother in law's birthday. Mm. Fair enough. At my sister's house because we usually just we always do uh. Like pulled pork or teriyaki chicken, so we decided to combine the two. Fair enough. Get fancy. <laughs> Get really fancy. Yeah, man. Get fancy. It's not. It's pretty easy, man. It's a tomato paste, some water, vinegar, spices, simmer on medium well, on... heat. Boom! BBQ sauce. It depends on. Uh... Oh, you can add pot peppers if you want it spicy. But I was gonna say it depends on what region of the country you're trying to. Uh emulate the sauce out of mm, true i'm just trying to i was just following like the base recipe that they gave i'm gonna and it gave me like half a mason jar full so well after like we ate so after we finish it off i'll make like another batch and i'll try to change it up a little bit maybe i'll that's, do a bourbon most, molasses or a that's probably the most redneck thing you've said in a long time what? I put the rest of my barbecue sauce in that there mason jar. I'm just following the recipe, man. <laughs> was it was it was it from a Toby Keith cookbook? No, it was not. About how much he loved how much he loved the bar he's currently drinking at. <laughs> oh, hmm. Let's see. I do not know where where, where it's from. Let's see. I don't. That that's I, that wasn't a follow up question. It was a rhetorical I question. I was I I picked the wrong tab to go back on, and it did it did not take me back. Yeah, that was more a rhetorical question to make fun of your redneckness for putting your barbecue sauce in the mason jar. <laughs> you put some good old patriotic music on about putting people's your boots in people's asses that don't love America. Born in the USA. Actually, that's the very. That's a very unpatriotic song if you actually pay attention to the lyrics. Yeah, but it says "Born in the USA," so it's it's got to be patriotic. You mean like the people that were pro protesting against the mask mandates by playing uh, "Killing in the Name of" without realizing that they are also their thin blue line protests, anti-mask protests, were playing a song that's anti-police, <laughs> and then getting mad. It's like, when did Rage Against the Machine get political all of a sudden? You mean? From day zero? Day zero. Rage against the machine. What is the machine? The machine is the liberal machine telling you to wear masks during the COVID lockdowns. That's the machine that we're protesting mm. against. Interesting. I did not know that. Yeah. I learned something new today. You never saw those posts on Reddit where it's like a bunch of like uh, conservative white people like shouting along with fuck you, I won't do what you tell me about wearing a mask as opposed to it being against the police. I don't know, man. It's, it's or when a... they play "Fortunate Son" or "Born in the USA" as a political campaign song, even though they're both are kind of technically anti-American songs. <laughs> Look here, words are hard. All right. We just read the we just read the, the the song titles or headlines. We don't actually pay attention to details. We just take the snippet that we like. Yes, yes. Born in they the do that USA. with a lot of things. That's it. That's it. Just they, play that part it. over and over. <laughs> and over and over. Yep, so I got my mason jar full of BBQ sauce. <laughs> what do you got in your glass there, Sean, since you picked it up first? You lost the... You lost the... I'm sipping it. Mm. What you got? Uh, let's see. I am drinking a nectarine wild ale. This is from Dwinell Brewing. Let me see. Yes. Yes, it is a uh, Dwinale Country Ales. Perfect. I'm a country boy today, so it makes sense. Uh, made in Goldendale, wherever that is. So it's a, uh, a blended wild ale conditioned in oak barrels for over a year with second use nectarines brewed in collaboration with Makinwa Brewing Company out of uh, Hawaii. So... Brewed from grain. Do, do, 
Wow, this is fancy. Is that a Tabor purchase? I think it was. I think that it, this was just sitting in my keys, and I was like, wild ale? Knock off oranges? Let's go for it. <laughs> in America, we use oranges, not these natural rings. This beer, yep. Yeah, so this, uh, so this is Dwindle County Ales in, uh, Goldendale, Washington. They made uh, 68 cases of it were produced. It's a little bit easier to see when you don't have a giant like uh, background flipping around, uh, going back and forth. So I was not supposed to pour the whole beer in my glass, but I did. So someone, someone can't follow instructions. I'm here to drink, not to read. Exactly. Uh, I mean, we're sober people. <laughs> so I think I got past like the initial like sour part because now all I just taste is like sour and citrus notes, and it's very it's very good to drink. Like it's just super easy to drink. Like I'm just like, it's like one of those sours. It has a nice note to it. It's got the puckerness and sourness that you need. The citrus is just really nice with it. Nothing fancy. Just beautiful. Just easy drinking. Just well-made beer made well. Mm-hmm. Exactly. No, I, I, I do like this one. And I have another one with a different flavor in the fridge or in the keyser. So maybe I'll do that one next week. Try to get rid of my backlog of beers. <laughs> I'm trying to get out of uh, beer detention. I can't buy any new yeah, beer. I, uh, I get like one six pack I, every couple of weeks, just like everyday beer. That's it. No fancy beers. Yeah, I told myself I wasn't going to buy like I uh, have any more canned beers because I pretty much worked my way through all of them. I only have a few left and was going to finish those off. And then it's like, all right, now that I got my canned beers almost done, I'm going to start working on my bottles. Mm -hmm. But then I uh, made a stop. Um, I had to pick something up at uh, El Cerrito Liquor. Mm -hmm. He released a – he came out with a bottle, and uh, that'll probably be my next week's show beer. But uh, while I was there, I'm like, well, I'm going to look around. And so I ended up buying a, like a self-made self four-pack there. Mm -hmm. And then I saw an ad at M&M &M Liquor over on Indiana and Tyler pretty much. Mm -hmm. Um, And I also made another self-made four-pack there as well nice not too shabby man so, not too so i went shabby. from i'm not buying any i'm not buying any cans of beer too i bought eight in like a week see my problem i think way my, go, my problem is, is like, way to go if i tell myself if i tell myself i can't do something or i'm not going to do something i rebel against myself it's the rebel in me rebel without I also, so i also told myself i wasn't going to buy any more hats for a while and I went to the mall yesterday, and I ended up buying six. How did you go from I'm not going to buy hats to buying six hats? Like, I was expecting, because, like, one hat. Like, all right, let's see your hat. And you're like, I walked away with six. Because they came out with um, – they had did this thing uh, with lids. They did a collaboration with mm -hmm. um, uh, Big League Chew. Remember Big League Chew? I do remember Big League Chew. So they came out with a hat color corresponding with every single flavor of Big League Chew. If you go to – I already made the post on the Instagram. The story is probably going to be gone – will definitely be gone by the time you hear this because I posted it yesterday afternoon. Wow. Early afternoon. I but need you to repost this in Discord because you, you're not – you're the kind of asshole to bring it up. And now that we're video chatting, I can't even see the hat. You don't even have it next to you to show me. I don't. They're across the room. I could go and get them, but uh, I do uh, have the photo. I got a hat for you. <laughs> uh, all right, Steve is Austin. It, is it video conferencing so fun? It is. Dude, we're about to. I can tell how much you hate me. We're ready to do this on Twitch. We can't even we can't even hide on Twitch, man. All mistakes just continuously shown to everybody. <laughs> I mean, it's not like you really—it's not like you really edit, anyways. 
That's there you a, go. It's on Discord now for you to see. That's 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 just a part of who I am. I want them to have the raw, unfiltered podcast, not you know this overly refined podcast with corn syrup and stuff like that. You're just gonna have it pure and unfiltered. Our next step is to get you one of those like <laughs> fancy recording station things where you get like buttons so you can have pre-programmed sounds or like program and then a couple buttons to program your own sound. Or the the ever popular um air horn, foghorn. <laughs> or the sad trombone every time we make a mistake. <laughs> That'd just be the soundtrack to our show. I'd play it at the beginning wah, and end wah, of every wah. show. <laughs> yeah. Wah, wah, wah. So you chose this Welcome podcast? Copyhead Productions. Yeah. <laughs> I feel sorry for you. There you go. It's in the Discord, Sean. The hats. But I am a... Thumbs up. It's appropriate. It's their baseball hats. They're Dodger hats. Every single one of them. Of course they are. My beer is baseball-themed today. Danny, you, you have one arm. You lost an it arm. It is a... <laughs> It's been a collaboration between Beer Zombie Brewing and Mason Ale Works out of San Diego. So one is in Vegas and was in San Diego. Mm-hmm. See if I can get it where you can see. Somewhat. It is. It is called Come Out and Haze. So it's like I think it's more of a reference. The name is more of a reference to the movie The Warriors, the late '70s movie about a gang based in New York, where people have spoofed the scene many times where like like there's one guy he decided to do this on his own which worked out really well in the movie he takes like two a, a glass bottle and puts it on his index finger and a glass bottle and puts it on his thumb mm-hmm. and starts clanking them together and goes warriors come out and play <laughs> so i'm pretty sure that's the the what the name of the beer is referencing mm-hmm. come out and haze <laughs> But it is a double dry hopped, mm. double hazy India Pale Ale that mm. comes in at eight and a half percent. Dude, this is way too easy to drink for being having all those doubles and that percentage of alcohol. You're just like go go go. Oh man, Ooh, it, it doesn't have. It's hazy, all right. Dude, it's like orange juice, and like two of the things that like haze um. Hazy IPAs can suffer from on either end of the spectrum, I guess, is the hop burn, mm-hmm. where it almost like turns like gets bell peppery. Yeah. Or the other is I've learned like a podcast that I listen to called The Four Brewers. They introduced me to this term as a way to describe it. But the hop schmear, mm. where like it just like there's so many hops that you don't you can't taste any of them on your palate. It just schmears your tongue with the flavor of like every hop and you're gotcha. like what am i tasting it's like i don't know it's just a, a smearing of hops a smearing <laughs> yes a smearing of hops oh jeez. so but yeah this he when you're in vegas if you have the ability and time you need to go check out one of his tap rooms mm-hmm. he has a tap room and a slash bottle shop so if you if you are looking to beer bring beers home that would also be the place to hit up okay will do you go yes because he he's uh well connected in the beer industry with his collaborations he just mm. it's funny because he just started off as an artist and would paint murals on brewery walls yeah for you know beer influence and also cash um it's kind of sad though because he did a pretty awesome mural at the beer farm yeah and then they had to cover it up really to reinforce the wall because the wall started to get like a crack in it. Oh. So I don't know if it was because of the parking structure or what, but some something was added extra stress and weight to the wall. So yeah, it it's on the wall, like not the front front. It's on the off to the side, kind of against the the wall the wall with the door right there. Mm. Pretty much like kind of across this from the the pizza place. Yeah. It's there. Yeah, pretty sure I still have the picture of of it when it first opened, but. Mm. Went there one time and it was sad because, no like I said, there. I had to put a wooden, like a giant piece, like a, like a half inch or three quarter, like a inch thick piece of plywood over it to stop the wall from falling apart. Jeez, that's terrible. Redneck engineering, Sean. 
Just just like your barbecue sauce recipe. Yep, exactly. Bringing it back. Why didn't they just put some duct tape on it? <laughs> There's probably duct tape under it. Probably what's holding the piece of wood up. If you can't fix it, duck it. And if you can't duck it, fuck it. Something like that. Exactly. So, <laughs> <sighs> the Primus nerds were uh, pretty happy this last week, Sean. Were they? They finally released. They finally released some new music. Are you a Primus nerd? I am, Sean. Yeah. I have. I have tickets to go see Primus twice in June, and then Les Claypool with another one of his bands in July. Nerd alert. Yes. <laughs> it's a nerd alert. What is a nerd? We are. And then it's Sean's favorite chant. Who do, who do we do? Who do we do? Wait, who do, who do we do? Fuck you. Yes, exactly. It was right after that from the Revenge of the Nerd. It's off of the Who Is This Is album. <laughs> Where they also got the, the audio clip from uh, Up in Smoke, I'm pretty sure it is, with Cheech. Um, radio Dispatch, you know who this is? No, who is this is? And also the line, it's not like we got to be good, man. It's just punk rock. We just got to be, we got to practice. We just got to be punks. You know what I mean? But anyways, so they have three songs on this EP. Basically, like the first song is like, the side A song. It's 11-ish minutes long, 11, 12 minutes long. And then they have called Conspiranoia, where it's basically a mix of conspiracy and paranoia. Just covering all conspiracy theory bases from um, birds not being real and um, <laughs> to uh, all the conspiracy theories about the vaccines and putting microchips in your arms and everything in between the earth being flat and just making fun of people that get paranoid about conspiracy theories. Hmm. Then they have the second song, Follow the Fool, where basically that song asks the question, who's the bigger fool? The fool or the fool following the fool? And like listening to the song, I'm like, man, this song is vague enough to where it's like, it's not like saying, oh, people who support Trump are idiots or people who support Biden are idiots. Hmm. But it's vague enough to where people either, either, get, either think, ha, they're talking about you. Or if you're sad and sensitive, oh, they're talking about me. Mm-hmm. So, of course, like reading the comments on the YouTube video that they had posted where they like they slow rolled out the songs like the three weeks before they released it. They did one each. Each just week. song only on YouTube on YouTube. Gotcha. And then they were so when they were the comments on this one <laughs> are all the sad, triggered conservatives thinking they're talking about Donald Trump specifically. <laughs> they, you know, they could have easily been talking about Biden mm-hmm. or anybody. Mm. That's a you know, you know, televangelists or anything that's at a, a position of leadership. But yes, if you get and offended, the last are you the snowflake? Yes, always, no matter what. You know, my favorite post on Reddit of all time is, um, on our conservative, where they're making fun, they're like talk, complaining about liberals, um, getting rid, of, wanting to get rid of free speech. But then the the post is flared conservative only. <laughs> it's like we're gonna talk about how liberals don't want free speech, but only if you but you can only talk about it if you agree with us. <laughs> and then the final song is called "Aaron on the Side of Caution," but it's a play on words because the word Aaron is a name, and it basically talks about somebody who's goes a little bit overboard on being precautious in life which this song could be about one of my coworkers. like she's she's pretty much one of the only ones there's a handful of people that still wear masks at my work mm-hmm. but she like overly cleans everything but she also but going beyond like the covid stuff she talks about how like she used to pre-covid and stuff she's like taking her kids to the movies yeah but she doesn't want to now because not because of covid but because there was a, a movie theater shooting like two years ago in corona and she's worried about that if she takes her family to the movie theater, they'd get shot. Hmm. Which is also why she also doesn't like to take her kids to the mall because there's shootings at malls too. There's a lot of shootings everywhere. <laughs> yes. And I'm like, I'm like, if you're gonna live your life like this, then just just die already, because it's like you're too scared of everything. Like, hmm. shit happens. Like people get in car accidents. Are you not gonna drive? 
Like she was, she said that she would have nervous breakdowns. There was a while where people would like shooting out people's car windows with like possibly BB or pellet guns. And she said that she would have like a nervous breakdown getting her car to come to work every day almost. Jeez. That is pretty extreme. Yes. <laughs> oh man. So speaking of free speech, actually I've almost skipped a topic. So we talked about how Netflix wants to um, make everybody pay an extra $3 to uh, share passwords. Like, they're, and they're already testing this program in some, like, South American countries. Well, I guess they lost the most users in, the like, a 24-hour like a period than they ever had previous when they mm. made this announcement, and their stock shares plummeted. <laughs> so, and which is pretty funny considering not too many years ago, they tweeted out, love is sharing your Netflix password. Like, they were pretty much for it because I think at the time they felt that, like, let's say hypothetically you and I shared a Netflix password. They felt like I had a password. I had a Netflix account and I shared my password with you. They felt that um, uh, you would at some point be like, you know what? I love Netflix so much that I'm going to pay for a full subscription as opposed to getting it for free. <laughs> Which... Would be make, kind of make sense if like they didn't have it where you could have po multiple like user names, right? Yes. Like if it was just one user and we're like both trying to watch the same show, then that's kind of a pain in the ass. But if like you can have like multiple tabs for multiple family members, now I wonder like if they're going to try to even get more extreme with the sharing password thing, like how um, both of us have a significant other, and they probably have their own um, like. Uh, section on the account so that they can watch what they want without messing up our algorithm. Mm -mm. No, she messes. She, why didn't you do that for her? I only have, that. We only have one account for everything. Oh, we, uh, and I only used like literally the only accounts I use is crunchy roll and Disney okay. plus pretty much. Otherwise it's just random reruns of stuff. We always watch for bed. Okay. So that doesn't mess it up. But for me, because even, like, on Disney+, Plus, I gave her her own tab. <laughs> and when we watch, like, any of the animated movies or stuff, like, we wa I watch it under hers. Yeah. So she doesn't mess up my algorithm. <laughs> oh, man. So Netflix has decided that the way they're going to fix their um, money problems and people canceling subscription problems, Sean, is they're going to uh, start get showing ads on paid subscriptions. What's the point of a paid subscription? Or are they going to make another paid subscription that's worth, like, more? Like To get away from the I ads. Give them, don't give them some. Don't give them ideas, Sean. I'm just saying, like, they've got to be smart enough to think of this shit. You would, you would hope so, yes. But... Yes. So they're going to put ads. Oh, boy. This is why I just watch Crunchyroll these days. Fuck everything yeah. else. Crunchyroll and Hentai Dude are all I watch. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> damn it, Disney Plus. Disney Plus! <laughs> you gotta find your Rule 34 somewhere, right? I gotta watch I gotta watch the uncensored versions of Interspecies Reviewers somewhere. <laughs> I know, dude. It's like this, is the uh, director's cut like available for uh, World's End Harem? So that way I don't have to, like, painfully, like, watch, watch it watch somewhere else. Pixelated, the worst pixelated censorship ever where they're just, I don't know what's worse now. Like, I thought that whole thing, like, in Interspecies Reboot where they would just, like, lens flare the whole screen where, like, you couldn't see anything. It's like, J.J. Abrams was, like, getting a hard-on watching that show because he's like, forget the titties, show me more lens flares. <laughs> oh, God, there's, I can't even see anything on the screen. It's so bright. I'm going to be in the bathroom. <laughs> in whole screen, just covered. <laughs> oh, man. But then on a World's in Harem, like you said, instead of doing the lens flare, they just basically just remove the pixels. <laughs> so it's just bla like black screen. <laughs> and you can see the boxes where like they cut the, they edited the line. It's like the worst game of um, Minesweeper ever. Mm -hmm. Don't find the, find all the boobies before you find the bomb. Yes, pretty much. <laughs> oh, man. So, 
we talked before about how Elon Musk was talking about trying to do a potential uh, hostile takeover of Twitter. Mm-hmm. And Twitter was like, please don't do that. Come, Just come join our board. And he's like, so if I join the board, will you guys listen to me? And they're like, well, we'll listen. We'll hear what you have to say. But will you do it? Uh, probably not, but maybe we're gonna say we're gonna say solid. We we'll give you a solid maybe on that. So then he's like, no, I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and do the hostile takeover. And then this is the option I wish they that like what I would have wished happened in the perfect world because they threatened to self destruct Twitter if Elon Musk um did a hostile takeover. Hmm. I forget they had a term for it. I just can't remember it now. But basically, they're gonna like delete twitter from existence oh boy and i was like can they please just do that (laughs) but then i'm sure like the the, all the people on um youtube that make their careers out of making videos based on the the worst finding like the one person with the worst take on twitter and thinking that that's other people's opinions or like somebody ironically tweeted out twitter is 90 percent people making up a person and then getting mad because because they think that person exists (laughs) ah <laughs> uh, but then he oh. but he actually ended up um not so hostile taking over twitter for to the sum of 44 billion dollars mm. which yeah. set off the uh the internet world including twitter with anger because part of it was that the un had made up somehow about how world hunger could be solved for either for a year or forever or whatever, for like the, the sum of like $8 billion. And yep. so Elon Musk tweeted out, well, give me an invoice. Show me how eight, this much mo- this money can solve world hunger and I'll do it. And so I guess somebody at the UN did the math and presented it with him. And he was like, sorry, I'm too busy paying um, Amber Heard's um, charity donations that she promised that she would pay out of the divorce settlement for from uh, her divorce with Johnny Depp. Wow. Yes, she was supposed to pay all of her divorce funds. And people were like, see, she's telling the truth. If she wanted the money, then she wouldn't donate it. And then somebody replied, unless she's lying, going to lie about donating it or only donate like a small amount, <laughs> what she did. She only donated 350000 of the of the millions that she said. And then Elon Musk donated $3.5 million on her behalf. And also there's a picture of them walking around together, mm-hmm. and he has a black eye. Really? And people were like, yes. People were like, maybe Johnny Depp's lawyer should have uh, – um, subpoenaed him to uh, testify and ask him about where he got that black eye from. <laughs> Maybe. But for me, like, my problem with him buying Twitter is we don't need another, like, rich person controlling media. Like how um, once once um, Jeffrey Bezos bought the Washington Post, they came out with all these um, anti-union editorial pieces. <laughs> how unions are bad and we should just trust our corporate overlords type mm-hmm. article, like, opinion pieces. Yeah, that doesn't seem uh, shady at all. Like no conflict of interest at all. Hey, you got in like a how, capitalist society. Yes, like how in um they talked about it in uh, Anchorman Two, mm-hmm. where the dude that they were going to do an article about like airplane, like a certain uh, airline, like, like something going on with it, like whether it was like uh, reliability issues or it was like dumping its uh, poo frozen poo bombs in residential neighborhoods. Mm-hmm. But then the owner of the network didn't want that story to be covered because he also owned that airline. Of course. So, yes. There's <laughs> only like, anymore, it's like anything else. There's only like a hand, like if you look at how many companies that Nestle owns, there's only a handful of companies that own everything and there's also a handful of people that control all the media. Yes. And even if they say they don't own it, they still own it because lies. Somebody owns it. But the, the reason why I wish they would have like got rid of Twitter, like I said, the, the videos on YouTube about finding one person that has a super bad take and then making it seem like other people have the same opinion. So there's an anime this season new. Yes. And I kind of, I was going to plan on watching it anyways when mm-hmm. I saw like uh, Crunchyroll announced this se- the, the, the announced the shows that were coming this season. It was there was about five of them that made my list to watch, and this mm-hmm. was one of them. So this is called anime is called Spy versus Spy versus Family or Spy X Family as it's written. So basically the story is this guy is a spy and 
Western, basically it's supposed to be the equivalent of Western Germany, right? And he, yeah. they're trying to, it looks like the, when the group in the East is going to start a war and he has to figure out a way to stop the war. And yes. so he gets an assignment. He's supposed to be like the top spy, like the James Bond of the agency. And so he gets an assignment that he has like weeks to get a family, <laughs> a, a wife and a kid to get this ki- and get this kid into like the most prestigious school in the country and not just in the most prestigious school in the country, but in like the top class in the most prestigious school in the country because he's set to assassinate somebody and nobody can get close to them other than when they have basically school parties for that classroom. Mm-hmm. And so the twake on Twitter was somebody was complaining that they sexualized the little girl in the show. And it's not like, you know, um, the dragon show where like there's like the little girl, but she's like a 10,000 year old dragon. Yeah. No, this is like a regular aged little girl. And so the scene in question, um, like there's like stressing out about stuff. And so she finds, she like does something good and to celebrate, he like picks her up and like spins her around, but then he's like falls down. Cause he's just like all the, like the burden of all the stress that he'd been feeling was lifted off his shoulder. And he's like, um, cause oh, they made it through the first step. Yeah. Like that. She passed the test. That's what it was. She passed yeah. the test for the school. And now she, um, then now they, then like he has to go find a wife because they're going to do an interview where mm-hmm. they need both parents present. Yes. But when she passed the test, he's, he, I'm like, cause I'm watching the first episode. Like, where is the scene? Like, where is the scene? And it's literally like during the credits, pretty much. Yes, like the credit, very end. Very, very end. But he picks her up and she kind of like her ch- cheeks are flush, which in anime, like context is everything. Cause the cheeks get like anime. Red cheeks can mean anything from happy to sad to mad to embarrassed to horny. It's like aloha in Hawaiian. It means everything. <laughs> you, have pay attention, you have to pay attention to the sentence or the context <laughs> around it. But yes, he was like, why? His compl- he was like, why? Why are they sexualizing this little girl? And P- and the, and so the YouTuber that made the video replying to it was like, if if you if you think. Um, a father showing love to a daughter is sexualization, then um, I'm sorry you had such a bad childhood. (laughs) I'm sorry your mind is not in a good place. Yeah, sorry that your childhood and your dad was so bad that you think that the dad showing love to a child is sexualization. Dude, I was waiting for for you to tell me the drama was that the the lady was 27 and unmarried and they thought something was wrong with her because it was, she was living in the uh, east side of the country. Really, oddly enough, that's never come up. Because even the same account that tweeted about the sexualization of the girl also asked why, why is everybody in the show white at one point? And then when they introduced <laughs> the, the, the wife character, um, people were like, please don't lewd her. Mm-hmm. And it's like, what are you talking about, dude? She's a 27-year-old woman. like. Yeah. And they're like, they're like, don't loot her. This is the wholesome show. And it's like, what are you talking – and the guy that made the video was like, what are you talking about? It's wholesome. Like, they're brutally murdering people. <laughs> <laughs> and it's, it's also – he's like, it's also possible to have wholesome moments and sexy moments because there's like – because you come to find – like, you come to find out that she is an assassin, and that's part of the re- – that's her the main reason why she's uh, – single is because she's not sure how she can figure out how to do her job and be married or in a relationship. Mm-hmm. And so when she goes to assassinate the guy, she shows up in a fancy dress, just a little, little low cut and stuff, trying to, you know, use her feminine ways to get in contact with her target, which, you know, what people do if they look like that, they use, it's like, well, I need to do this thing. Dudes are dumb. I'm a hot woman. Yeah. I'll get my, I probably, I might get my way. And if not, then I'll just murder them all, yes. which ended up happening. <laughs> oh man. But what do you think of the show yeah. on other than the drama? Um, so I watched two episodes of the, uh, of the anime. Um, I like, I thought it was better than I thought it was going to be. I thought it was going to be dumb, um, to be honest, but then like, the characters make it pretty funny how they interact with each other and stuff. So I, I actually like it. So I thought it was pretty funny. I was I was going to try to squeeze in the other two episodes, uh, but I just woke up too late. So did not, did not, did not get them watched. No, um, 
like the like I, like I said, I had planned on watching this, and then I guess drama helps, and they talk about you know the worst thing you can, if you if you don't want something to be watched, then don't shout about no how nobody should watch it because boycotting something just makes things more popular. Like when uh they banned, I can't remember what book it was, but they banned a certain book in libraries mm-hmm. in the South about uh, I think it was like basically it's like. Look, little baby. What? All the babies are the same. Don't be a racist asshole when you mm-hmm. grow up. Wasn't it the, um, the, mouse, that, the mouse that was growing up in like Nazi Germany, like or something? Oh no, like that, that was the one. You're right. That was the one, not yeah. the baby one. That was the, that was the baby one. Was the one that they were like grilling the uh, Supreme Court justice nominee over. But the mouse book, yes, that became like Amazon, quickly became Amazon's number one best-selling book because people are like, oh, I never heard of this book, but apparently I'm not supposed to read it. Let's I'm read find it. Out by, by reading. Let's read it. Yes. Yes. Um. So at one point, just the, like it, it did the same thing as Interspecies Reviewer did. It it became like it was like one of the on one of the anime sites. It became like the top, like the number three rated anime for a while. Dude, that was a funny ass anime at the start. <laughs> I thought it was it was hilarious. It got boring super quick. Yeah, but it was pretty like the the first couple episodes were pretty damn funny. Yeah, it just became like excuses to try to bang stuff. It's like uh, this is this isn't anime anymore. Like this is th- like this is just porn. Sorry. Yes. And actually, yes, I only watched the first few like handful of episodes. Yeah, like it got boring real quick. But yeah, it's literally I would say porn with a better story. <laughs> like yes. So. Uh well, you haven't seen. Any, I guess porn's getting better with stories because they have the their version of the Academy Awards. I get that is true. That is true. <laughs> uh, but um, but like this anime, I like like watching the first episode, and I'm like, all right, it's cute, but I don't see how it's that good. And then watching the second one, I'm like, all right, it's getting a little better. Like, I'm the characters are starting to draw me in. And then you, if you like watching the next ones, the their interaction gets better, and mm. the story gets better. Um, it's a slow build versus yes. like the opposite of with interspecies reviewer where it just it starts off good and then just jumps off a cliff yeah which i'd rather have the show go that way where the first couple episodes are a little slow because they're setting up the story and putting you're like they're setting the time in place mm-hmm. and now you're now they're not, like now get, introduce me to the characters and tell me their story it seems like that's kind of the way they're doing this storytelling so yeah but i also think that not think but i pretty i pretty much know that if it wasn't for like the dicks on twitter trying to stir up controversy about this show it wouldn't be nearly as popular yes <laughs> and you you started watching an anime that i finished sean well, yes caught up with there's because there's four episodes right i think the fifth one comes yeah. out either tonight or tomorrow night but it's called yeah i watched the short version is trapped in a dating sim <laughs> i think there's Dude, what more. is it with animes like coming out with the longest Fucking titles. I think it's a game now. I think at first it started. I think it was like a somebody did it as a joke, and then now it's became like a competition. So the full title: Trapped in a Dating Sim. Colon. The world Otami Games is tough for mobs. <laughs> and the fifth episode. Um. I did watch the fifth episode. It came out already. Okay. I watched so, it this morning. Yeah, it wasn't available last night. So, okay. So you're one episode ahead of me. You bastard. You bastard. Yeah, so basically. That's what happens when you wake up, that's what happens when you wake up at 5 o'clock in the morning for no reason. I, I mean, you got me beat there. You got me beat. <laughs> um, But, yeah, so basically... The anime is about, you know, this uh, shut-in nerd who ends up um, playing a lot of games, and for some reason he gets made to play this new game, and it's a, like, it's like, it's like a dating sim, and you play as a girl, and you, you meet these guys, like these print, like a prince and his friends and stuff like that, and you're working through, like, this fantasy world and stuff. So he ends up beating the game, and then he ends up stumbling through, like, stumbling to go get something to eat, and, he, and I like how it's like, no, my life might, must not end like this as he falls down the stairs, and he, like, he gets reborn as, like, a side character in the game. 
So he's like very confused on like why, and he hates it because he's like stuck in there, and they're and he hates the rules and stuff there, and he ends up just like using all the knowledge of the game to like to his advantage. So it's it's pretty funny. Like he he figures out like where to get special stuff that nobody knows like where it is, and he's just like disrupting the whole sequence of how the game is supposed to go. It's pretty funny. He's like, because he's super, he hates like the prince and his friends. And because he like makes references about like the game about them. So it's pretty funny. Well, he was hate playing the game the whole time. Yes. Like, like the little bit in the beginning, the first episode that showed him playing it. And the reason he played it was because his sister was, I don't know, they, what, I don't remember if they said, but his sister had something to blackmail him with. And she didn't gotcha. want to wait, take the time to play the game. Yeah. But she wanted to see the video and hear the song for like the the the, the best ending, which was the reverse harem ending, gotcha. where instead of like it being one dude with a bunch of girls, it's a girl with a bunch of dudes, which yes. is the prince and his homies. Yes. And so that's why he was playing the game, and he way he hates it so much is because he was basically blackmailed into playing the game. Yes. By his sister that he really didn't seem to like very much. Mm-hmm. And then he died and ends up in the world that he hated anyways. Mm-hmm. 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 So, oh. minor spoiler alert. Yes. Did you figure out the twist of the one character before it happened? The the person that's playing, like, the new character? Like, the playing... one that's, like... like the one that's like trying to like the one that the prince is defending and stuff. I'm assuming it's his sister, but I'm not sure yet. They 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 said it already. Oh, did they? In the fourth episode, they said it in the fourth episode. Oh, I mean, I totally missed it then. And you did the same thing I did, where it's like, because he figures out like in the third episode, he's like, wait, she's a she's like me, she's. And if you, and I'm like, oh yep. god, it's gonna be his fucking sister, isn't it? Yes. <laughs> that's, that's the most anime. That's the most anime thing to do would be to make it his sister. <laughs> and and it is. That's too funny. But yeah, you find out like in the third or fourth episode that it was his sister. Oh, okay. That makes sense. Well, yeah, it, it was like sense, a small. But... It was like a quick. It was like one quick thing where it, it like somehow comes up. Oh, okay. Got you. So if you like weren't like super paying attention, like, but like I said, I was like, wait, I was like, wait, <laughs> they just say it was a sister, and I, I think I even had to rewind it to like double check. Oh, uh, gotcha. But Fair yeah, enough. like again, the the most anime thing that they could have done was made it his sister. Of course. And so of she's, course. so she's kind of doing the same thing that he's doing, mm. of using the game to his knowledge, because they even mentioned something in the um. The fifth episode where the prince is talking to the girl that he was bequeathed to that why they're fighting the duel that's going on. Because yeah. the fourth episode ended with him, like, getting ready to fight the prince. Gotcha. Like, he already demolished his uh, homies. Hmm. And so in the fifth episode, he explains why he loves her. And it's like, it shows that she's using her knowledge of the game to game the system as well. Yeah. <laughs> But, oh. man, he is just making himself the villain, too. It's pretty fun. Like, he's yes. just like, yeah, fuck this place, dude. I don't even want to be here, but I'm here. So I'm just going to piss everybody off. Yes, it's it's hilarious. It's like, the robot's, funny. like, the robot, because he finds, like, a, like, a AI who's, like, basically becomes, like, because he bought the, he bought something in the, in the game, and he's like, wait, if I bought it in the game, is it mine here? And he went to where it was located, and. It's like intruder, and they went to stop him, and then he like did his hand scan, and it's like, oh wait, um, this is yours. Our bad. Yes, dude. So yeah, the, the, the interactions between him and the robot are fucking hilarious. Yes, they, <laughs> and they get like, better in the fifth he... episode. <laughs> he, sorry, go ahead. No, it's just the way they the the way they interact and stuff is just too funny. Like the quips at each other, the one liners. It's just like. It's yeah, perfect. the robot's like, I hate people, but even I think you're being a dick. <laughs> Don't make me feel oh, like yeah, that. That's... I was already having second thoughts. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it is pretty. Yeah, because like part of the story in the in the in the game is that you're fighting against like this other race of people, 
And even he was like, I don't understand what this has to do with anything in this dating game. Like, is it a dating game or is it a, a combat game? Why are there robots? <laughs> this is fucking stupid. Yeah. I hate my sister. I hate the prince. I... Uh, exactly. <laughs> but if, if the company that's producing this anime is smart, they can make all the merchandise for this game. I mean, this show. Yeah. Because you have the pop figure, you can do the figures for not just the girls, but the dudes too. You got the prince and his four friends. Mm-hmm. You know, figures for the, the, the ladies to buy, or the dudes if you're into that thing, if you want the dudes. Or if you just wanted to complete the set like Pokemon, catch we, them all. We ain't judging. You buy what you want. Nope. And then, just like the um, other anime, some the other animes that have these type of things in there, but the um, the robots. Yes. People also collect the the robots figures of anime from anime. Mm-hmm. So you got all the all the ladies. There's multiple ladies. There's multiple dudes and the robots. Like, yes. fucking print money right there if you're smart. Money, but money, not, money, 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 money. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. Oh, it's oh. too good. But that is it. That is it for today's show. Another fun-filled video episode, for us at least. Soon to be you. Today us, tomorrow you. Not and if only... you've made it this far and you didn't have fun, then then that's your own fault for wasting your time. Yeah. We're not only going to ruin your ears, we're going to ruin your eyes. <laughs> and and um, just like NCIS, if you're a solid snack, you might not want to eat while you're listening to this episode. Not for any episodes. <laughs> Uh, make sure you follow us on Podbean, iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher. You can follow me. I'm at, at Hoppyhead Pro on uh, Twitch, streaming Mondays and Wednesdays, 12 p.m. Eastern. And then uh, make sure you follow us on Instagram for all the juicy findings that Danny posts. The juicy, hazy IPAs. Yes, exactly. All right, everybody. We'll see you next time. Maybe.